Welcome to Pursuing Truth. I'm your host, Barry Watkins. You must unlearn what you have learned. And welcome to Pursuing Truth. Uh, we're going to talk about morality today. It's uh, been an interesting uh, thing that I've noticed that, um, of course, a lot of uh, religious people believe that someone's that someone that is not religious can't be moral, and uh, you know they'll they'll use that as um, one of the reasons uh, that you know we really need religion is that uh, teaches people morality and, and without religion you know you would have no morality people would just go around doing whatever they wanted to do and you would have complete disorder you would have anarchy and uh people would just run around uh, you know i guess they think people would run around murdering each other and you know just stealing whatever they wanted and raping and pillaging you know if we didn't have god or morality i mean if we didn't have uh, religion to teach us morality. And, um, you know, I'm here to say that uh, I'm an atheist and um, I I don't actually go around doing all those things. I'm not uh, an immoral person, I don't, I don't think. I think most people would, you know, who know me would say that is the case is that I'm not, uh, I'm not running around doing crazy things like that. I don't go around stealing things or shooting people. Um, you know, and, uh, none of the atheists that I know are like that either. You know, it's funny. Um, but, uh, the, you know, the Bible actually does teach us that, um, without God, we would have no sense of right or wrong, you know, things like that. And so, you know, these, these things are taught by religion, but are they true? I don't think so. Um. So where does where does morality come from? Where does our sense of morality, our sense of right and wrong, come from, if not from religion? Well, um, of course, there's uh, evolutionary answers to that, scientific answers. You know that um, uh, we uh, got some uh, some traits uh, as uh, social creatures. Um, a social species that you know the human species we are uh, we're social animals and we uh we have morality i believe you know deep inside of our um dna we have a sense of morality we you know and when people talk about morality they may define it in different ways so that's something that we can we can talk about the definition of morality what it is but um i think basic sense of right and wrong, you know, the sense that uh, I, I should do what's right. And, uh, you know, the idea of a conscience being uh, inside of me, I think is a is an accurate thing for all of us. We have some sort of a conscious conscience um, and a consciousness about um, right and wrong. We um, we have a desire to do what's right and, uh, you know, a distaste for what's wrong. Uh, as a general rule, and I'm not, you know, there are exceptions to the rule. Of course, there are people who are completely immoral. You know, there are um, psychopaths and sociopaths who don't want to follow any rules, and they and they do end up going around killing people. 
but yeah, that's not going to be the norm. And um, it's certainly not based on religion. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, people in jail are predominantly in the United States. People that are in jail are predominantly Christians. Um, not, you don't even have a, uh, really a representative percentage of criminals in the United States in jail that, that are atheists. Um, it's really uh, mostly religious people that you'll find who have committed crimes. And, uh, you know, um, I think I think it's because um, the truth is mor morality is innate inside of us, and um, it's a survival trait that we inherited in our DNA. We have certain moral senses from birth. Um, as a general rule, like I said, you know, um, primitive people uh, became um, they developed a sense of morality as they um, figured out that um, cooperating, not hurting each other, but helping each other, um, helped them survive better as a group. You know, um, when they cooperated together, they could accomplish things together. And um, so we, we developed that social sense of obligation to help others and um, those moral ideas of, oh, I shouldn't hurt my friend, I shouldn't hurt my family member, but I should treat them with kindness, you know, things like that. Um, yeah, that was all a part of that um, survival trait that developed in us. Um, but I think it varies from person to person a little bit, you know, just like any genetic thing will do. And then also um, we refine and build on our basic morality um, through reasoning and through uh, other influences in our lives, of course. You know, when we talk about morality, when we teach our children certain things, we, we can build on that basic sense of morality. Um, what does our basic sense of morality consist of, do you think? Um, is it, uh, you know, I think, I think it's pretty obvious um, that good, what we usually consider a good person would be someone who is kind, someone who considers others, someone who actually will at times put others good before themselves, um, before their own good. You know, like in the case of your family member or a child who needs help, you know, parents are naturally willing to put themselves in danger if their child needs help or is in danger. You know, there's this moral sense that we have in us to help people that are weaker than us. You know, if somebody needs help, you see an old elderly person slip and fall. What are you going to do? You're going to call for help. You're going to go help them. You know, it's that human nature thing of, yeah, I really do want to help someone when they're in trouble. And that's, that's just normal. It's, you know, it's our normal sense of morality. Now, um, religion I think, honestly, confuses our normal natural sense of morality and kind of puts other codes in there and, and claims that it's morality when it's actually not. So, for instance, um, some of the religious, you know, prohibitions of 
sexual sexual behavior, you know, or some of the constraints that we put, you know, that religion puts on our sexual life, you know, saying, oh, it must be within marriage or, you know, it must be monogamous, you know, your sexual relations, or it must be heterosexual or it's wrong, it's sinful, you know, if if somebody has a another kind of a sexual attraction, you know, homosexuality or something, you know, and uh, the same goes true for, you know, um, LGBT, um, Q, things in general, you know, um, trans sexuality, you know, transgender people um, come under the, you know, under condemnation by religion because religion at some point, you know, traditional religions decided, oh yeah, these people, there's something wrong with them. And so they're persecuted. They're, um, they're treat, treated with disdain and hatred actually, um, you know, sometimes. And actually religion um, really does compound those kind of problems. We're gonna take a short break and be right back. Welcome back to Pursuing Truth with Barry Watkins. So it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, does religion help us be better people? Or does religion really actually just complicate things and and really not help us to be better people? Or does religion make us less moral? I, I think at times it does. Um, I think, yeah. There's good basic moral teaching that religion can help with. You know, uh, if you t- send your kid to to Sunday school and they learn, you know, okay, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not steal. You know, those things are basic common sense morality. Yes, and and I agree with those a hundred percent. That you know, yeah, we can we can have moral teachings as a part of religion that helps you know people to learn the codification of what's right and what's wrong and to emphasize those things. There's no harm in that, obviously. But when we conflate it with, oh, a belief in God, when we say, oh, if you don't believe in God, then that's a sin, you know, that that's immoral. Or to tie morality with belief in God to where, as the Bible does, saying that, oh yeah, if you're not a believer in God, then you're immoral. You know, you're going to allow immorality in your life. Immorality and sin is going to rule you. It's kind of interesting. And I do believe um, it's really a shame that religion um, does what it does with morality, that that um, the connection has been made and, and that this prejudice against those who don't believe in your God or the prejudice against those who are outside of your religion is kind of a built-in thing in some religions and most of our mainstream religions it's that way there's this um, us and them kind of a mentality that is set up within a, a religion and morality is often used as a part of that you know where oh yeah those you know jesus even taught he said look those who um come to me come to the light you know those who don't come to me really don't like don't 
<laughs> they don't come to me because they don't want to come to the light. They love the darkness rather than light. This is in the book of John. And Jesus says these things all, you know, and the, the uh, Bible writers say these things all throughout the Bible where they say, look, if you, um, you know, because people didn't follow God, then God gave them over to the lusts of the flesh and, you know, um, unnatural desires. And they became sin, sinful because they didn't want to follow God, you know. And so there's this thing that always comes up. It's funny um, when you talk to Christians, um, when you talk to religious people and they find out I that I'm an atheist. Um, one of the things that they'll bring up pretty quickly, um, pretty often, is, wow, you know, I guess you, you know, really don't want to follow God. That's why you're, you know, that's why you're an atheist. You just don't want to, you just don't want to follow God's rules, you know. And um, no, that, that wasn't it. That wasn't the case at all for me. You know, I was a, I was a committed Christian when I, um, started doubting and I started on that journey of kind of searching for the truth. Um, you know, it, it really wasn't anything to do with, uh, oh, I want to be sinful. I, I don't want to live like a Christian. In fact, I, you know, I still pretty much live the same way that I did before. I'm a little more relaxed about things. I'm not legalistic like I was before. That's for sure. I'm not uptight about every, every little thing. Uh, but, you know, I, th I think generally I'm actually, I've become more uh, tolerant of other people. I've become more of a loving person, I think, after I left Christianity. I think, be, you know, Christianity actually led me to be more judgmental towards people. And, and when I gave that up, when I, when I found out that none of it was real and I left Christianity, um, you know, it was really over intellectual problems that I had with Christianity. It was like one thing led to another when I was, you know, started wondering about certain things, started questioning certain things that Christianity teaches or that the Bible teaches. That's what led me down that path towards unbelief. It really, you know, wasn't anything about, uh, yeah, I want to be a sinner. I want to run out and just do all of those things that I, I wished I could do back then when I was a Christian. No, it's not like that at all. And, um, you know, I think uh, you hear this echoed over and over again with with people who used to be Christians, used to be believers, and now they're not. You know, none of those cliches that the Bible talks about are actually true. I mean, it's, it's just a lot. It really is a lot of teachings that are designed to keep you from questioning things. You know, those teachings about atheists being immoral people and the fact that, oh, they just hate God. You know, they're haters of God. You know, they're just rebellious people. They, they have cold, stony hearts, you know, all this kind of stuff. And they hate, you know, things that are good. They call things that are evil good and they call good things evil, you know, and, and all this sort of thing. You know, the, the idea that um, atheists are somehow... Um, morally bankrupt, you know, and the idea that they're just full of hate, you know, that they hate God, all of this stuff. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's just not true. And it's actually propaganda. It was designed, those teachings were designed to help keep you away from the idea of listening 
to an atheist if you're a believer. You know, if you're a believer and you're reading the Bible and the Bible says all these nasty, awful things about atheists, that kind of stops you from really listening to an atheist, doesn't it? It's like you, you hear an atheist talk and you're automatically not going to trust that person to even have any measure of truth, you know? So, yeah, it's all a design and it really does work. It worked for me for a long time. I had all of those prejudices against unbelievers back in the day uh, when I was a strong believer myself, you know. We're going to take a short break and be right back. back to Pursuing Truth with Barry Watkins. And so what do we do now, you know, as, uh, as somebody who has um, left, left Christianity, you know, how do I view morality now? Do I, do I think about it um, and uh, try to create something maybe better? Um, in my own mind, yes, uh, that's that's part of the process of what I've been going through for a number of years. After I figured out, okay, yeah, I don't think God's real. Well, then I started having to figure out, okay, what is real? You know, what are the kind of things that that I need to be doing with my life? You know, and part of that was kind of revisiting. Okay, why do I believe certain things are good and other things are not good? You know, how do I define good and evil? Is is my Christian upbringing going to help me in that way at all, or do I have to rethink everything? Well, I think um, I think a lot of religious teaching about morality is actually fine. It's because I think it's built on that natural sense of morality. I think that it hooks into that. You know, the fact that we normally have some of these things already born into us of knowing right from wrong, knowing that oh yeah, I should help weak people. I should help the poor. You know, I should um, be a giver. You know, I shouldn't always do things that are selfish, you know, just for myself. I need to take care of others around me. I need to take care of my family. I need to work together with others and cooperate with others, you know, for good common causes, you know, things like that. I think, um, you know, our basic sense of morality, we can kind of build on that. And then we can kind of start, you know, we do need to start sorting out some things and saying, well, wait a minute. Some of these things that I've always thought were good, maybe I wonder, you know, rethinking those things, putting them through a new filter is a good idea, you know. And um, my basic sense of how to, how to separate these things now has changed quite a bit. I used to be all about, okay, if the Bible says it, then that's it. That's what I believe in. You know, that's what was important to me was, ooh, what does the Bible say about it? You know, and anything that the Bible said, I pretty much put that up as, okay, that is right, because God says it, then I'm going to follow that. Well, now I have to take those things a little bit a different approach, I think. And I think it's important that we do that, you know, because guess what? The Bible was written by people 
and it was written by ancient people who actually had a very different sense of right and wrong than actually our <laughs> enlightened sense of right and wrong that we have now. You know, I think we have moved forward uh, naturally in our sense of right and wrong when it comes to, you know, things that we've advanced in as, as a society is that we value personal freedom more nowadays than, than what people used to that couple of thousands of, you know, a couple thousand years ago, there wasn't much of a sense of individual freedom being so important back in the day. It was pretty much, oh, you know, you're under a uh, ruler, you're under a government, and they pretty much tell you everything to do. And you really didn't have much of a choice because the strong would take over, the strong would lead the weak, you know, and there wasn't such a thing as individual liberty being recognized by government systems. Well, now, yeah, guess what? A couple of centuries, for a couple of centuries now, we've had a really big change in that way that democracy and, you know, like the, the governments in free societies now recognize, wow, you know what? You do have individual rights and I need to respect those rights. Even our leaders are brought under the law, just like all of us, you know? So there's this new sense of morality, I think, that has progressed over the centuries. Well, if you look at the old scriptures, you know, they have a lot of problems in there about that. I mean, some of the, the you know, the criticisms of the Bible you may have heard is that the Bible actually condones slavery. It, it never condemns human slavery as being something that really should have been condemned. You know, isn't that crazy? It's kind of like, um, really? God, the all-knowing God who wrote this book for us, didn't tell us, oh, by the way, slavery is wrong. You need to stop doing this. No, but our modern sense of right and wrong has come a long way, hasn't it? And we look at the plight of minorities and slaves and we came up with the idea that you know what we shouldn't be doing this we shouldn't allow humans to own other people and to abuse them like they used to you know so uh yeah i think there's an evolved sense of morality that we should actually examine and embrace some of the advancements that we've made as human beings you know <laughs> compared to when you just look at the scripture and try to let the scripture guide you and everything, the scriptures are pretty old. The, the newest of the New Testament was written 2000 years ago, guys, you know, almost 2000 years ago. And uh, that's a long time. There's been a lot of advancement in our society since then. So anyway, um, I do want to encourage you to examine these things. I think we need to look at our sense of morality we need to look at our code of ethics and morality that we embrace personally and maybe reevaluate everything. I would, you know, in light of reasoning and we take it step by step. And that's what I've been doing you know, for a number of years now. So uh, I'd like for you to share with me any thoughts that you have on this and um, let's continue this conversation. Okay. Thank you for listening. That's uh, that's all we have for today. We'll talk real soon. Thanks. Bye.